Today on the show, I'm happy to have Mohammed Noshad. He's the CEO of Shield AI. They offer process automation in healthcare with Edge AI. And you were just telling me the story of how you came to the U.S. on a visa and then started your first business. So how did this all come about? Awesome. Thank you, Todd. It's great to be here. I came to U.S. back in 2011 to do my PhD. And after that, I was postdoc at Harvard. I was working in AI with applications in healthcare and other areas. And I started my first business in 2016. So it was in networking business and we got a grant from the Department of Energy because of the need they had for a high-speed network. And that's how I started my first business and I got into that. And uh, we're working on it until 2019. And since 2020, I started Shield with my brother, Morteza, who at the time was at Stafford. He was also working, working on AI. And our mission was use AI in healthcare to improve process and automate certain tasks in healthcare that can help basically with the staff shortage, especially during COVID. We faced with that and the need for automation was crucial more than ever. And that's why we started to work on Shield and build technology that can help first help with automation, staff shortage, and second, improve the process, increase accuracy and reduce the number of mistakes in healthcare. So what ended up happening with the first business? Was it so, sell, close? Yeah, it was not a very successful business. It was a deep tech, so it was a hardware business and we raised some money, but we ended up giving the technology to another company that can run with that. So it was not super successful, but it was a great experience. There was a lot of lesson learned. And actually the first one helped me to start the second one and bootstrap it without raising any money to get where we are. First prototype, build MVP, now get to a level where we have launched a hardware product in healthcare and we're scaling up and we're manufacturing it. What were those lessons learned that allowed you to then do it bootstrap this time? I think iteration in hardware is tricky. It's very important to get feedback from customer in the right way and make sure you're developing the right features for the hardware. It's extremely difficult to change features after you have one version of hardware. Each iteration can be pretty long. It can take a few months. So I think there were some tricks that we learned on how we can prototype without spending too much money and get that feedback from the customer that helped us a lot. The second was we found some partners, especially in Japan, that were willing to pay for MVPs and that helped us to fund the whole process. And we're working with that partner in Japan to iterate, ship them the product, they were trying it. They're also big in healthcare. They're like a few billion dollar business in Japan. And we're able to leverage their network to get feedback on what should be the next version or the next iteration. So after collecting that, all that feedback, are you able to build a, a stronger product? Yes, we did. And something, so we had this vision that we wanted a product that has uh, a number of sensors on it that can collect data from the environment at hospitals. 
And then we wanted to include a GPU on the device so that we can process everything on the edge. It's crucial in healthcare because of the privacy. You cannot collect data and then send it to the cloud. Uh, you need to be HIPAA compliant. So we wanted to have a powerful GPU on each device so that we can do inference on the device, we can do learning, and then we can leverage federated learning to share that knowledge, basically, not the information or, or the data collected, but the knowledge learned from each device to share across all the devices that are. And if you've seen, have you been able to get a lot of adoption early on with this? Yeah. So we started basically, so one tricky thing about healthcare that we learned early on was that just going and installing a device that do nothing except learning is extremely hard to sell to hospitals. No one wants that. So we started by building something that is solving a huge pain and it was infection prevention. So infection and environmental services is a challenging problem as, at hospitals. Uh, hospitals are spending a lot of money. People are getting infections from hospital environment. 75,000 people annually are losing their lives because of these infections at hospitals. So there is a huge cost on U.S. healthcare. And if you go to other countries, it's even worse. So we started by focusing on that. We say, okay, now we have a device that's automating the whole process. We're using AI, for example, detect what services people are touching, what equipment they're using. And then we included a UV disinfection to target those areas. Now it was a solution that from day one, it was appealing for hospitals. And that's how we're able to get there. Once we got there, then we started, that was our Trojan horse. So we started learning about other process, for example, regarding medical documentation. Once you learn, we had a microphone on each device and on the edge, we're able to learn what are the features that can be extracted, that can automate medical records and documentations. So that's a huge thing that's taking a lot of time from physicians. There are many startups that are doing that, but they're using portable devices like cell phones. And apparently that's not scalable, especially at hospitals. You need to have a device that's in their room and that's their role we're playing. I like the Trojan horse method. So was this, this UV detection device, was there a hardware component to this as well? Yeah, so it's built into the device. So once we detect, for example, there is a surface touch, and by the way, that's the, the largest kind of contributor into propagating and spreading pathogens across the hospital. There is a, a pathogen somewhere and nurses or patients touch and go to other places and that's how it spreads. So once you detect there is a touch on a surface, you don't know whether there is a pathogen or not, but if you target that with a UV that's strong enough, then you will make sure even if there is a pathogen, you have deactivated all of them. So you remove the risk. So uh, how this particular device works, I'm just curious, is it telling them you need to go over these surfaces with a UV wand or something like that? No, we have the UV on the device. So we detect, for example, there is a infrared camera. It detects yeah. where people have been, what surfaces they have touched. We have a 3D scanning technology. Once that's detected, people leave their room, we have a UV, so we can steer the beam and we can target any part of the room. So we shine the UV there, we disinfect it within 15, 20 seconds, and then we move to the next spot. So let's say there are 10 hot spots, we disinfect all of them within a couple of minutes, 
and then the room is ready for the next patient or within the, the breaks patient might have in the room. Is this like a laser uh, just shooting to different parts of the yeah. room? Yeah, steerable laser that you can move around. So everything is done automatically. So by yeah. doing detection and then doing the disinfection. That's very cool. But this was just the start. This was the product to get in the door. Exactly. So, right. So, that's so what is the real it. vision, the, the secondary product, which is collecting all this information and let's see, like you said, medical documentation, is that where the business is now moving towards? Yeah, exactly. So that's something that we're launching now that we have all these devices, we have learned how we can automate that process for any data. Basically in AI, you can come up with many algorithms, but without data, they're useless. So that's what we're able to get access to the data across many hospitals, many rooms. And something that we're able to share is the knowledge, not within the hospital, but, but across hospitals. So medical documentation where our vision is to move even to augment physicians by the knowledge we're collecting, what are the best practices that can help to reduce the length of stay for patients. So that's the direction we're moving. So if one of our listeners wanted to learn more about your devices, your services, how could they get in touch? Yeah, they can. Our website is shield.ai, S-H-Y-L-D, shield. We named it because we wanted to protect people, but they can reach us on LinkedIn or they can email us at info at shield.ai. Thank you, Mohammed, for coming on the show and for everybody to listening to another episode of Failing to Success. If you like the show, make sure to give it a five-star review. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.